0: Welcome to the Grand Sand Golf Podcast. This is the weekend golf update for the Farmers Insurance Open, the Omega Dubai Desert Classic. I am your host, Adam Bapti, and as always, I'm joined by my brothers, Craig. Hey, how we doing, guys? And Kevin. How's it going, everyone? Okay, guys, so we have Paul Casey dominating Dubai. We'll get to that in a second. Patrick Reed wins at Tory Pines, but the real story is Patrick Reed, his conduct on Saturday. Craig, like paint us a quick picture here. What happened? What went down? The fallout. Well, I mean,
1: I I don't know if that is the real story. I think the real story is Patrick Reed winning the tournament, but uh, this is inevitably going to be the story that people choose to, that'll last longer in people's memory, I think. So uh, essentially, he pulls a bunker shot up left into the hill. Uh, It goes into the rough. He goes to to try to take an embedded ball, asks the volunteer if it bounced. She said she didn't see it bounce. His playing partner said they didn't see it bounce. We clearly had seen, I don't know if we had seen at that point on the replay, um, but we saw after the fact that it right, did clearly right. bounce, which means yeah. he would not get the embedded um ball. He goes, he picks up
0: the ball. Now that's not
2: that's not entirely true. That you know, it can it can bounce and land in his pitch mark and be embedded.
0: Right, yes. which I think we yes, saw yes, with Rory. Yes, yes. I think that's what the Yeah, anyway, setting up the royal defense there yeah. early.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i mean the reeds we saw it skip forward like it didn't yeah, yeah it didn't yeah. unless chance. it spun under the grass it uh back into its own pitch mark <laughs> it was not in its own pitch mark um but anyway so so he goes up there it looked like he marked it he went to look at it he what brandle chamblee really hates he palms it um
0: yeah you he, know. I, yeah
1: so he, he he puts it in the palm of his ball pokes around in there with his fingers goes and puts it somewhere else um Anyways, huge controversy ensues. Uh, the, the rules official comes over, pokes around in there, decides, yes, there was a, a, a evidence that it had been embedded. Um, and golf Twitter loses its mind. And uh, ultimately, no penalty. He, he was
0: able to take the drop. And uh, I don't remember if so, he went up and down or... Uh, yeah, I, he, he did I, go up think, and down. He made a long, hey, par, putt. long um, par putt. I mean, okay, so jumping in. Kevin, do you want to go ahead?
2: No, go ahead, Adam.
0: I was just going to say, so the controversy really is that he picked up his ball. So he marked it with his T. He picked it up and started doing whatever to it already. Rather than just mark it, calling for an official, and then taking it from there. Um, also kind of implying, you know, I poked around in here. It seems like it's embedded. Leading the maybe rules official on a little bit. That's kind of my what possibly went wrong. Kevin, what See, do you See, I, I
1: disagree with that a bit because I don't think he does need to call. From everything that I have heard, I don't know personally. I mean, I, I'm not... I haven't played tournament golf, I don't know, but it sounds like they can mark it and then check to see themselves. Typically, you would have someone else with eyes on it, like whether it's a playing partner or like, you know, let people know what you're doing um, and not sort of pick it up and, and disturb it and move it somewhere else. Like the extent that it went to, I think was beyond what had happened. But then I think the... To me, sort of the crux of the issue is that the chances of that ball actually being embedded are so low. Like, well, that's it's, you know, th- what? there I... has there would have to be like a layer of some sort of soggy organic matter, you know, like like essentially like clippings that have become kind of a soft little paste down there, and it skips like because it's not going to embed into a hard ground,
2: right? Um, and Craig, if I may interject here. That, you know, with everything else about this whole situation, um, you know, when the rules official was called, when he picked up his ball, all that stuff, I think that misses the point that the ball by all accounts was almost certainly not embedded. Mm-hmm. And so he picked it picked up a ball that wasn't embedded and then created a narrative about how it was embedded and how he could get a drop. And what happened after that is is kind of beyond the point but the fact is is that we saw the replay we saw the ball bounce into a different spot so essentially we're, we're watching a ball drop from two or three feet yeah into into rough which would soften the blow even that, from probably. there yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's claiming it was embedded when he got there and that's just
0: it it he to was the, already it, it doesn't about to pass claim. you could tell when he was walking up that that's the yeah. story he was already building um just, asking the volunteer which really has no anyways yeah well, does see pass, that I mean uh, you know we're, we're talking test.
1: about evidence totally agree and and that's where like uh, to me letter of the law I think that there's probably not a violation but the spirit of the law it, like that's- the the he needs to understand that he ha- he is no longer going to get the benefit of the doubt because of his history 100 percent. And so he needs to understand that he needs especially when he's leading in a tournament, he needs to be overly cautious and like make sure that everything is above board. And and he didn't do that. And like he, he left all of this air, all of this room for controversy. Well, and
2: and the thing is the way he dealt with everything after, it was like a guy who was mm-hmm. trying to act like he wasn't guilty when yeah, you could yeah. just kind of see him
0: it just he's seemed, building this huge story you don't go on that long of a rant to defend yourself if you really believe you're guilty it brings me back to Raw memorial where his ball oscillated and at the end when the, he was told that he's like oh what like it did like i didn't well see, okay
2: well let's even move to a, a more like comparable example of rory this week yeah on in the third round on 18 rory to me is a guy that has always seemed to have a lot of integrity he had that episode at the pga championship last year where he said his
1: beyond reproach
2: (laughs) yeah he said his his he felt bad that his lie was too good after having an embedded lie or or something like that and so he he like asked if he could settle it down further essentially in the rough to have it be more fair and he like
1: smashed it into the ground a couple times and so
2: again essentially rory had the exact same thing happen he was laying up he hit a five iron into the rough right on 18 it it did bounce up um and and came came back back down in the rough just like reeds did he came up to it um i think he actually said that they nobody saw it so they he they didn't find it right away they took about a minute and a half to find it and then when they did he he bent down and he said you know i think this is embedded he said it to Rory Sabatini. Yeah. He marked it and he he checked and he picked. He's like, yeah, it's embedded and and then dropped it. Now, there's the way he acted about that. There was no reason whatsoever to to doubt him. He was very confident in what he was saying. It didn't seem like anything. Like he was never waffling about any of that. It was just. I think, like, what his explanation is, it must have come down in
0: his pitch mark. Like, it was embedded, and, and he, he when he dropped it, it sunk pretty low. It, it and he sunk wasn't able way to go back down. down. You know, Patrick Reed hugely improved his lie, without a doubt. That where he was able to put his ball, where his third shot took place, was a huge improvement yeah. to where it was resting. Yeah. So that yeah. going back to what Craig said, if you're going in and it's your first time as an offender, yeah. You get the benefit of the doubt, but th- we see this again and again and again. And then he defends himself, and then he goes on Twitter, and then he goes on. Use okay, but can ad- we move on? Like, I honestly, I'm so
1: sick of this Patrick Reed thing.
0: Like, uh, but, it's super
1: sketchy. It's uh, like uh, he did I win by
2: five shots, and this he is won what? by shot five
0: shots.
1: Like, he, I'm,
0: I'm sick of it. Getting, like, yeah, you guys kind of explained the physics of it. I think we need to tell kind of the 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 person behind, like. The fact that he went on both his twitters, his burner and his other and his real Twitter, and was yelling that Rory did the same first thing. First like of that, all, I think that's a judge of character too.
2: First of all, we don't know that it was him on the burner account, him
0: or his wife. Come on, give me a break.
2: <laughs> it was someone in Team Reed. It seems like was yes. you know on that burner account. Um, yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, that's the story that's going to dominate this week and this week's tournament. And he did win by five. He played great golf, but. Just don't do that. Take your medicine. Well, that's that's
1: that to me is the biggest shame of this. It's like Patrick Reed's too good of a golfer if he would just just realize that he didn't have to like if he would realize what his image is, have some self-awareness, and like realize that, okay, if I spend a little while like just making like going over the top to make sure that there could like that there's nothing that could possibly be thrown at me, then I'm going to be better off for it, you know? Um but I, honestly, I'm just maybe it's because I've been so deep in this story for the last 24 hours. I'm just so sick of it. Like,
0: like frankly, yes. I think
1: everybody's exhausted. I, from I, it. I
0: think it's and it it sucked the fun out of the tournament. I mean, but that's well, no, I think him winning
1: by five sucked the fun out of the tournament. Like, ultimately, if this would have been a close one, it would have just added to the the drama and but the it's controversy also him and winning everything.
0: Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, it's
1: him winning too. I mean, no. the reality is though. You guys have cut grass at golf courses. There are all kinds of soggy places on golf courses. There's all kinds of places in deep rough where there's been, you've been cutting grass there forever and you get little layers of smag down there and a ball could like, so what I'm saying is it's possible we are, we're, we're saying that this person is for sure guilty and totally like. It it definitely does not pass the smell test, but it's not like we 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 don't have on film the person. You know, he's not shooting someone in the face. We just walked into the room and there's the dead body and he's holding a gun. You know, um, standing
2: over top of him. <laughs>
1: <Magic laughs> there's still a little bit of smoke. You know what I mean, though. Like, the, yeah, the, anyone. It, but but the, again, and it, that's it, the reason that he has gotten away with this because there's plausible deniability. Um, but ultimately, like. It's a pattern of behavior, right? Yeah.
2: And and at the yeah. end of the day, I it's just I can't find myself enjoying a tournament where Patrick Reed's running away out front. You know, like no, just... I enjoy
1: it when Patrick Reed gets beat. <laughs> so, yeah. but I think I I feel like we this has been given enough air. I think that we do need I to agree. talk about. I do agree. Like what happened today? Patrick Reed went into the the. Um, day tied for the lead there was a whole pack of people two shots back uh, he shot the best score of anyone uh, who started the day within you know five strokes of him I think only uh, Luke List and Molinari of anyone right. within the top 20 or 30 had had better scores than him yeah. uh, so he he closed the deal like there's a lot of people that if that had happened to them would have been totally or not not that had happened to them, had been in that situation, um, would have totally collapsed on Sunday. Well, you know um, what
2: they say about uh, the guilty versus the innocent, right? When they are brought into interrogation, the guilty guy falls asleep because he you know, he's caught. What's the difference? The innocent guy stays <laughs> awake all night panicking. Cause he's trying to figure out what, <laughs> why he's there.
1: Um, but like essentially he, so take a shot away from him on that hole. He, he dominated this golf tournament. Like, uh, yeah. Any any uh, actual thoughts on his golf? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like it I, I'm super bitter. I just it it felt like a gloomy Sunday with him running away with it. It feels like this fuels his this fuels him while it brings kind of a rain cloud across all the other competitors because they're getting asked about it, but they don't really want to talk about it. He it it brings his Captain America cape on or whatever and he just kind of took away like yeah he played great awesome okay, he made did you, did you of see puns. xander's
1: comments yeah yeah I, That that's probably the comments i like most about it is basically there there's a lot of talk in the locker room there's a lot of talk amongst the guys like essentially um but
2: essentially he seems to be protected by you know the rules officials are always going to just have his
1: just buy his narrative because they don't want to challenge that so I think that's the bigger conversation, and let, let's maybe kick that conversation down the podcast here because I want to talk yeah. about actual people playing well, golf. But okay, I think Reed to me, the bigger golf. conversation is that there's problems with the the rule system. If if this is yeah. A, yeah. you know if it's protecting this situation,
2: so Patrick Reed, I think proved or, or what won it for him this week, I think was his short game. He was mm-hmm. phenomenal around the greens. Uh, yeah, just showed awesome touch from from great lies all around the greens
1: <laughs> but a was getting, of i months. mean so say look at he 10 today he's getting up and down look everywhere. at 10 today he was in Schmeg behind the green he showed great touch from there too like uh, do you separate patrick reed the guy you don't like from patrick reed the golfer yeah for no a one of the best and, short
0: play, yeah. short game players of this generation i mean i'm not denying that Shaw's gained around fantastic. the green i think he was he led the field um he was
1: phenomenal. Putting he, he he great, really great, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so Hovland, I think closest really uh, chaser all day. What do you guys think of Hovland? Last
1: chance to threaten. Um, yeah. I'm man, impressed ho- with
0: Hovland.
2: I mean, this is another high finish for him. He was, he was, he was like you say, chasing today.
1: Um, I don't know. He, he, I was disappointed in the back nine.
2: Of course, disappointed in the back nine, but at least he was giving it a run for a while there.
1: Um, yeah, he had a stretch. So 13, he missed that birdie putt. 14 he hit it left to me that was like the birdie putt and then he hit it left into that hazard he did a good job getting up and down to save a bogey there um 15 he no 15 he hit it behind a tree off the tee and <laughs> had to <laughs> jump, punch yeah. out and make bogey and then i think it was 17 that he had the really bad three putt when he had a chance for birdie um just like you know, you make that birdie on 13 and you clean up those mistakes. Like, he easily could have been putting the pressure on. Uh, and, you know, and then he bu- he parred the par 5, 18. So, like, with... It's
0: hard not to make bogeys on that back nine there. Yeah. I mean, it-, it is. Every-
1: everyone
2: was going backwards except for Reed, really. mm mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I, the
0: one thing with Hovland is I'd like the announcers to move on the fact that he, his short game is his weakness, unless he has a poor chip or something like that. It just seems like it's brought up the, every time.
1: Well, and that's something we've talked about. He is showing more, he's improving his short game. Yeah. And, and he's yeah, so 100%. young and he's improving so quickly that it's still the narrative, but I don't think it is reality anymore. I, it's funny because I, I was watching some of the feature group stuff. I think
2: it was before round three or two early in round 3 um, and I think it was Hovland playing with Rom anyway so they're they both in a greenside bunker and Rom hits this shot out and they just say that's just phenomenal and it ends up maybe 6 or 7 feet away and then Hovlin plays a shot, and he did have a slightly better angle, but his ended up maybe like eight feet away. And they're like, he's still working on that part of his game. You know? It's like, w- are we watching different shots here?
1: Like, <laughs> it, are, there's this just, I mean, is it just mm-hmm.
2: a cookie cutter comment
0: that you have prepared for these guys?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. But basically, it is, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Kevin, your boy, uh, Craig, you're one and done. Fee now. He kind of needed a miracle down the stretch, but.
1: Well, he needed a miracle down the stretch because he put himself in a position where he needed a miracle. Um, short miss putt. Um, so, short miss putt. But before that, he lipped out uh three putt on ten um, for a bogey.
0: Yes, from
1: um, knocked her really stiff. He made a couple birdies, and then he had that ugly three putt when he, like he had a legit chance to make birdie there. So that's a two two shot swing, yeah. uh, and then you know finished with a sloppy bogey on eighteen.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a bit of a roller coaster for him on the card today, but, you know, he is one of, I think one of two guys this week to have uh, three rounds in the 60s. He had a bad Saturday there, um, but, you know, he, he was a ways back going into today. It was going to be tough. I mean, if the
0: number was 14, I don't think he was ever going to get there. Um, oh, I just realized that I completely nailed the pick and number from our YouTube channel or YouTube show on Sunday. So, yeah,
1: because the birdie on 18. <laughs> there we go. All right. Yeah. Go um,
2: but, you know, like, I, I don't think this was the one Tony was going to no. sneak in and, and win. So, you can't complain about a, a second place finish in, in that scenario, you know? Yeah, I don't yeah. think he got every shot he probably could have out of today, but um, no, of I, I don't not. think it's, you know, I think he's got to be leaving today
0: in higher spirits than he did last week. Carlos Ortiz and Sam Burns, two younger guys, tons of talent in the final group with Reed fell back in kind of different ways. Any quick thoughts? I had Burns on the 81 ticket. At one point I was just praying for an each way because I also had that, but he kept slipping and slipping. Any thoughts on either one of them?
1: Yeah. Well, I I felt like Ortiz, I mean, they ended up, what did they end up? Not too far off each other in terms of score, but, Felt like Ortiz was the worst, uh, the worst collapse. Maybe just because he went in there sleeping on the lead, and um, really it just it fell apart early. And and um... well,
0: Burns four putted the first hole, um, (laughs) which is not yeah, that's true. And and I mean stuck it close, got a birdie back. Uh, They both looked like they were having a tough. Yeah, Ortiz finished plus. Well, Ortiz, Ortiz, oh.
1: like I say, he fell apart early, but then he he worked himself yeah, back but... to eat, to even on the day through his front nine. Yeah, and then it was yeah. just eleven, brought twelve it home with
2: a forty-two. Yeah, brought it home with
1: a forty-two. <laughs> um, to be matched by Sanjay, who also had charged at one point and came home with a forty-two right. on the back. So, yeah, <laughs> he, he was know. just like forgot about him. They're like, and Sanjay's really going to be posting a score in the clubhouse here and. He no, got to minus he, nine,
2: uh, didn't he? He got yeah, he, he got, got to, to minus nine. nine. I, <laughs> yeah. I stepped out for a little while. I came back to, to and was updating myself, and I was like, "Where's where's Sunday? I must have missed him." Let me scroll back. No, nope. But yeah, he went. Uh, so he was forty-two on the back as well, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it,
0: it's I guess he's like going
2: for it. It's
0: hard. Yeah, he's hey, he's taking his shots. Uh, I mean, to the big guys out there, Rom, Rory. Any thoughts on? It felt like Rom was never quite. To me, though, that was the most
1: disappointing thing about Sunday was that Rom and Rory, like Hovland, I didn't expect Hovland to be the one putting up a charge. I was pleasantly surprised that he did. Uh, I thought, I really thought Rom was going to be. I thought Rory was going to end up doing something like two or three under, a pretty safe, um, you know, backdoor top five. And Rory was was probably the most disappointing, but. both those guys just were, were uh, yeah, you, you didn't see much from them today. Well, well even I'm, I'm going
2: to I'm gonna have to disagree with you there because I think the most dispor- disappointing part of the day was my boy Adam Scott there. Not officially my boy, but my one-and-done pick this week. I, I, you know, he unfortunately made three bad bogeys coming in Saturday to really kind of knock him down the leaderboard going into Sunday, but he was still only, you know, he was still in pretty good position and just right from the get-go he just didn't didn't get anything going um and then just started making more mistakes and he was actually he did pretty well to get it back to plus one on the day by the end yeah. of it
0: well um, I, I think anyone who saw that close of saturday or saw some of his saturday thought that might be more the trend than him turning around and start going low well, depends, least, <laughs> I guess it
2: depends which lens you're looking through. When you're looking at him through a <laughs> yes. one and done pick, I think he can. Fair. I think he has a chance. I think he has a chance to, to clean that top spot. But
0: fair,
1: um, yeah. His his putting was just so cold at some points. Like he
0: was knocking it stiff and, and missing five foot putts, and like yeah. not burning an edge, just like missing it a, a cup yeah. left. You know, just yeah. I mean, work. I I think his game
1: is actually in decent shape for the result. It's just his scoring game is not in good shape yeah yeah that's true he at one point on saturday there
2: was a a stat they dropped on the broadcast where approached the green from 200 yards plus the field average was like 51 feet proximity to the hole and adam scott's was like 5.6 feet or something oh yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, he was crazy in some of those par fives yeah he was hitting it he was hitting it nice Okay, so I mean, I think everyone knows that the US Open is going to be here at Torrey Pines this year, 2021. Taking this tournament, the th- three rounds each golfer had at the South Course, anything that you're taking away from it? Does Patrick Reed become kind of a more of a favorite? Have you changed up who you kind of pencil it in as a one and done? Or do you, any takeaways? No, I mean,
1: to me, Patrick Reed is, is he's more just a guy like he's a guy that can compete on championship golf courses, but it's not like I, I feel like this week makes it all the more likely that he's going to have a good U S open. Um, his ball striking doesn't always show up in the way that it did this week. I think his his short game is usually fairly reliable. Obviously putting can, you know, he can get a lot of swings, whether putts are falling or not. But, uh, um, I would say, if he strike, if he hits the ball like he did, then uh, chances are he's going to have a good U.S. Open. I, I think to me, it just reinforces that we're going to have the the best balls, like the the top players in the world top are going to be up there because yeah. it, it's 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 a beast as is, and I think yeah. it's going to be playing, especially uh, you know, you're going to have to be able to hit it a long ways and, and navigate deep rough, and uh, you know, they're narrowing fairways. It's going to be it won't yeah. be as
2: soft as as it was this week, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. As think,
1: soft uh, like the the green and the fairways. You yeah, mean? well, yeah, everywhere. I, I mean, yeah. they're they're not well, the, I mean, the gonna rough. Be... Like the rough will be thick and lush.
2: No, I'm talking about the actual like. Yeah, it's it was softer because of the weather this
1: week. Like how my um, wife calls me soft.
2: No, I'm not talking <laughs> about it like that. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, okay. I'm talking. <laughs> um, no, there, there It's gonna be rock hard out there because it's gonna be in the middle of the summer. Um, one of my takeaways is is I'm I'm more excited for the U.S. Open now. Me too. Um, you know, Torrey seems to deliver. You know, there's eagles to be had at Torrey. Um, there's bogeys awaiting on every hole. You know, it, it. I think it's one of the reasons we love the Masters so much is the big swings that are possible everywhere. And the same is true about Torrey. Like, typically these guys are doing pretty well to grind out. You know, a couple under, but that. You know, minus six, minus seven. It can be out there if if Mm -hmm. guys just really catch it. You know, catch a heater of a day, Um, and that that makes for exciting tournaments. You know, I I totally agree. Nobody's necessarily out of it. I mean, I think Sungjae made the made the cut on the number this week, and you know. Nine holes, today, was... was... <laughs> yeah. nine, nine holes into today, he was. <laughs> but nine holes, first that came all the way back. Nine holes in, he was only a few shots off the lead. After <laughs> you know, so um... I think
1: they have electronic scoreboards there. It's a good thing too, because if that was somewhere else, they'd be like putting his name, moving it up. <laughs> oh, they got to move it back
2: down. <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah um... but I, I'm excited about it, and and I I do agree with you. I think you know the best players in the world will rise to the top um, at Tory, but. Yeah. we'll see who's in good I, yeah, form. I, mean, I agree. I think the, I think thing the big
1: thing is that you can make birdies and you can make bogeys on the same hole. I, I've seen a lot of people talking about how they're less excited for the U.S. Open after this week, and I, I'm I'm totally oh, in the yeah, same yeah. camp as you, Kevin. I, yeah. I totally
2: disagree with that take. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more excited about it now. So, And maybe that's just because I haven't seen, you know, I don't know how much of the farmers I watched last year, and just seeing the course knowing it's going to have the U.S. Open, it, it makes you pay a little more attention, I think. And Dan I think it was Shoffley. a good field. Xander yes. Shoffley, I think
0: we can put to rest that Xander Shoffley doesn't play this course well. I think he proved that he can play anywhere, which I think we know. I think he needs to be a top five. I mean, odds to win the U.S. Open if he's not already. You're trying to like bait us into
1: revealing what my one and done play is. No, be? I'm just saying. I, mean, I think at to... the top
0: of the leaderboard, a person we haven't talked about is uh, there's yeah. this narrative that he can't play because it's his home. I mean, like, he well, lives he was, in he grew up you know, area. I.
1: Um, he was one of my picks DFS wise going into the week. And I, because his, he was being slept on a bit because he had four yep. or five miscuts cuts here. Um, really just a poor, poor course history. Um, I, yeah, I think we can put that to bed. He can, I, like, I it was a backdoor on. second, but, uh, but even still, That's like if you're coming, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, I will say that my one and done just kind of who I've penciled in. I feel good about They kind of just proved everything they needed to prove. So I feel good. Good. That's, that's it. That's the tease. <laughs> okay. Anything else with farmers before we move on?
1: No, let's move on.
0: Three stars of the week. Third star, Patrick Reed. Okay. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Second star. Second star. We're going to head over to Dubai. Second star, Robert McIntyre. Finished third My in Dubai. Boy. Your boy, Kevin's boy, Robbie Mack, uh, finished third in Dubai, moved inside. This is the big reason he's number two. Well, I was going to say
1: so, third in a tournament, and he's got all the way up to the second star.
0: Yeah, he's, he did better in the stars than he did in the tournament. <laughs> But the placing in the tournament moved him inside the top 50 in the world. We've talked about on the podcast what all that means. If he can hold on to that, he's going to the Masters. He's going to go to the WGCs, all those things. It's that next step to becoming an elite worldwide player on the global stage. I think we've seen that. So his last seven starts on the European Tour, going from from seven to kind of recent. T3, win, T6, T19, T23, T16, and a third. He hasn't gone outside the top 25 in his last seven starts and he's gotten a win. Like that's incredibly consistent.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that we are a ways from top 50, like it's the week of the masters, but he's doing the right things right now. He's, he's on the right track. Um, but just, just look at the WGC. It doesn't look
2: like he's got anything big. That's going to be falling off the back end. Um, anytime
1: soon it would, so. it would be other people you know like other people getting yeah. getting wins or, or getting high finishes and moving past him but yeah. i would think um i don't know that the wgc mexico that they're playing in florida uh he'll likely be in that i, yep. would, I, would, I would imagine think so. well yeah. he would if he if he decides to come over for it i guess yeah
0: also Ryder cup year Yeah, Yeah. it's 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 going to be
1: exciting. I'm really excited. I think there's a lot of competition on that Euro team. There's sort of there's this old guard that wanted like the Poulter's and um, Rose and uh, Garcia. Like there's not enough spots for all the people who feel like they should have a spot on that team. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out.
0: First yeah. star, Paul Casey. I don't know if is he part of this old guard? Maybe.
1: I think he, I think he is part of the old guard, but I think he's showing that he's going changing to be of on. the guard. I think Maybe? he's showing he's still one of the one of the guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, the Dubai couldn't watch as much as I would have liked. It's a completely opposite schedule for me. So I catch I saw... a little
1: bit at night and then a little bit in the morning. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, I saw his last. Uh, I mean, I saw his round. Super emotional, fifteenth uh, European Tour win. So Paul Casey won in Dubai this week, got his fifteenth European Tour win. Super emotional afterwards. I think he moved up to sixteen in the world. Again, just big, big, big points for Olympics and for Ryder Cup this year. It just, I mean, it meant a lot. I, I love seeing it. I he's a pretty easy guy to cheer for.
2: Yep, so yep. up to sixteenth in the world. Um, I had a one shot lead going into today. And, and made the most of it expanded on it so I I would like to see my boy Robbie Mack uh, press these guys a little more on Sunday that's the second Sunday in recent memory that he went backwards on Sunday when he was kind of around the lead right. there so um, you know it would be nice to see him kind of pressing these guys a bit more but that's you know he's it's young a maturation process him. right exactly exactly the more times you get there the more times you're, you know the more comfortable you'll feel and uh, you know Maybe, maybe next time when it's when it's him and Paul Casey at the end, he'll prevail. We'll see. I also
1: feel like us us pasty Scottish guys, maybe being in the desert in the Middle East is not exactly the easiest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Get some top. nice windy links. Although I've heard actually Lynx golfers do pretty well on these courses out there, um, just in oh, terms yeah? of design.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's well, desert golf. Most desert golf, you'll have wind, right? You, yeah. You think. Yeah, wide open. Okay, let's move on to our DFS and picks recap and segment. So let's go to our picks board. This is posted on our Twitter every Wednesday. We have our winner, Sleeper, Fade. Top Canadian and one and done. Winner, guys, nothing of note. I went Hideki. Not, not nice. You guys both went Rory, T16. Sleeper. We all got through the cut. We went Jungali, Gooch, and Gim. Again, nothing of note. I guess Jungali got a top 20 there. Fade. I mean,
1: just just for one second, a little bit of a pat on the back, though, because between these three sleepers and the six, I mean, I guess a couple of them are repeats, but the six that we had on our sleeper show, um, we had, you know, we had all all the sleepers that we
0: chose this week made it through the cut. So a little bit of a pat on the back there. Pat on the back there. Our sleeper show is 7,500 and under. I think our closest here is Gooch, who is 90 to 1, and I think he's around mid high sevens on draft he was, he was
1: yeah exactly 75 or 74
0: yeah so <laughs> we did well with our sleepers norlander was in there in our sleeper show the receipts yeah. are there we keep the receipts
1: <laughs> okay oh fade. i faded so ooh, i forgot who i <laughs> so, faded
0: I, I, my fade worked out well i hope he gets healthy though matthew wolf withdrawal craig your fade victor hovland and kevin your fade xander Shoffley. Now, listen, I, well, no, Kevin, I Kevin put on record.
1: Yeah.
2: I put on record, I emphasized that I think he could come second. I just don't think he will win. And what happened? He came second and he did not win. So I'm calling so this I, a I victory. So I almost put an asterisk there
0: and then filled that into the next tweet, but I figured I'd leave that for you to explain. But yeah, it was on record. Craig and I will defend that it was on record. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I Mine, think mine's uh, just, uh, there's nothing to forgive there. I, I did not think Hoffman was going to come out and do what he did this week.
0: Top Canadian, we all missed uh, Adam Hadwin. I think Craig's choice was the most interesting and probably who we we're hoping for. Yeah, and uh, he's
1: off to try to Monday for the waste management.
0: Jared Dutoy, 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 Calgary, Duto. Boy, I think. Um. So yeah, he's he's trying to qualify. So good luck to him on Monday. Hopefully, he can get. And into the and if day. you don't know
1: the story, he I think he essentially it was a five for three playoff or something like that where, uh, you know, after the Monday qualifier, they had however many spots to give out and however many people were tied uh, and he chipped in to, uh, to secure his spot in the tournament. Yeah.
0: Um, nice. That's right. We had to have a camera. So I think there was going to be a camera at those 18th holes, eh? Oh, Moving nice. forward just for those kind of highlights. Nice. One and done. I had Matsuyama, nothing special, 18,000. Uh, Kevin, Adam Scott, <sighs> Fell back, but he held on to a top 10, 168. I know, he, he made a couple birdies on the, last,
2: on the last three. To He didn't birdie 18, but he birdied 16, 17. Those are big money
0: birdies. Up. I know. Those are big I money know. birdies. And, Craig, Tony Finau, T2, $450,000. I was not scared biggest, off by last my, week.
1: My biggest cash of the, of the year so far, so I'll take it. Close the, close the
0: gap a bit. I think that's our first. Oh, I'm the only one left with Finau interesting yeah very interesting I think I picked Fina though
2: like one time he didn't top 10 this year <laughs> yeah, it's always disappointing <laughs> that's like my
1: Harris English miscut <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: one and done update Craig is in third still at 1.5 million Kevin's at 2.1 million I'm at 2.5 with that Siwoo si Kim win last week all right it's time good bets bad bets red bets green bets Kevin, do you want to start us off? Did you have any of those? Sure, bets? yeah,
2: I'll, I'll start you off. Um, not not a big betting week for me. I took it uh, pretty easy. I I decided to stick with my boy Max Homa. I put put one <laughs> nugget on the on the win at one twenty five to one, and then I also put him for a top twenty at uh, four hundred twenty five. So that one paid. Uh, I was really looking for a Brandon Haggy. Top twenty this week. Um, he was after the first round; it was looking really good, and he ended up finishing, I think, in the in the forty somewhere. He didn't quite make it happen, but that one was nine and a half. So I was looking for for that one to pay, and then I I you know I put my money where my mouth is with my one and done. So Adam Scott was looking good to win for oh. a while there. At, at I think I got him at thirty three only, which was a little short for what I would have liked, but um, he was looking good. But, you know, didn't didn't really threaten much on Sunday, so that was a little disappointing. By the time, let's just say by the time the back nine was, was underway there, I was pretty well tuning out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Craig. How'd your weekend go? Yeah,
1: it was a good one. Um, it was, uh, so I, I was basically even on my week long. Uh, my best showdown was actually today, even though nice. I... Even though I, did I tell you this morning, I went 100% Rory every, every ticket. Oh. So I, I'm typically making eight uh, eight entries uh, just because I don't have the time to, to think through making uh, a full 20, um, but I made eight and I actually ended up uh, top top 20 or top 30 in one and like nice. covered i i had losing days on on friday and saturday on showdown um so covered my covered my week for even with rory in there i think it probably would have been a perfect ticket aside from him like it had oh <laughs> no like because it didn't have list but it had molinari it had uh tringali it had uh Zalatoris made a big eagle for me yep. pat patrick reed uh, norlander and then rory just failed to get her done so it was, you it enter was one of those...
0: any in the showdown that were our six picks in the video no i okay. do not well i don't, <laughs> I don't I gotta... always
1: trust your picks that much
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know i don't always trust yours usually i do i'll put like 25 cents or a dollar in just to see kind of I, it's easier for me to count the points after and see kind of how we did. But neither of us did. But one of our followers did put it in a single entry. Won $800. <laughs> on
1: t- today? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the entry is. It's probably a little bit uh, more than the stakes that we typically play. But uh, he showed us out on Twitter. is exactly our six picks. Nice. More points than any of the lineups. But I we hit pretty pick. good
1: picks because we had, I mean, Norlander and Molinari right there, um, made for a pretty solid one.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, so I was going to say, in terms of good pick, my bad is not putting that, but it, it's green. It's good. It, I'm happy that our uh, follower did that.
1: What did you did you have Xander as your pick today? I or did. Today? Yeah, so I, if I would have had Xander instead of Rory, I think I would have won that contest. So like that's how that's how much that one hurts.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that stings a little bit. That does but sting. Yeah.
1: Anyways, whatever.
0: Uh, the other thing I tried for the first down this week is DraftKings Snake Draft. So going in Wednesday night, you kind of typical twelve-person league. You snake around. I ended up I entered this draft lobby and I was second. I reached for Fee now, so Rom's taken. I'm like, oh, I don't know about Xander. I'm, I'm, Craig's telling me about Fina. I'm gonna take Fina. I reached for now, got five of six through. Ended up second of twelve in that. So I, 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 found the green on my first snake draft ever on DraftKings. Nice. Yeah. And then I guess finally, if we're moving on, any, any other?
2: No, that's it for me. Yeah, it was Back pretty quite a pretty quiet week going? of betting for me. So. Every. I'm, I'm excited I... for the waste management, though. I got to say, I'm, I'm. I might be dipping my toes in a little bit more on that one.
0: Maybe a, maybe a double with Saudi. I don't know. Maybe.
2: maybe. Uh, I
0: don't know. Uh, European race to Dubai. Every week we have our weekly contest. It was taken down by Corey Mercer this week. He actually captained Colin Morikawa. So not the best Ooh. captain there. But he had I, hate, I did too.
1: So I, I feel the pain.
0: <laughs> he had Paul Casey. He had Bobby Mack. Uh, Fitzpatrick got him some points. Same with Lee Westwood. So hey. He took down first place in our league.
1: Yeah, shout out to Congrats, Corey. Corey. Um Shout out to me too. I'm working my way up the leaderboard. I'm into third <laughs> third place. Two weeks in.
0: It's a long season.
1: <laughs> I'm like I'm like Kevin early in the one and done. Just like <laughs> yeah, no this is easy. <laughs> yeah, enjoy while you can. Wait for All these right. like wait for these European tour events where no one's there and you gotta like sweat through trying to figure out who you're playing. Yeah.
0: yeah. It'll get a lot different pretty quick, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Stock up, stock down. Craig, do you want to go first?
1: Yep. Sure. Let's do it. Stock up, stock down. So this one is going to. This might shock. There might be some shock and awe here. I'm going (laughs) stock up on Rory Sabatini i was just i was just hoping kevin i'd get a reaction from kevin um so i've been flirting with playing him uh for a little while now and i I did start him one week it might have been the week actually that he missed the cut a few weeks ago but he's been playing pretty good golf he's got so you know 20 um 2020 2021 season he's got nine events played or top 25 so you know, where he's typically priced yeah. on DFS, that's pretty darn good. You're getting top 25s out of him. He was 10th this week. Uh, he was tied for 12th last week. Uh, QBE shootout, which is the, you know, unofficial. He was tied for second there. Uh, and then going back to RSM, he had a 12th there, 12th earlier in the year at Sanderson. So he's playing better golf than it seems like because you're thinking that Rory Sabatini, like, is this guy almost on the Champions Tour? No, he he's actually playing decent golf still on the PGA Tour. And... uh keep them in mind when you're looking to fill out the lower end of your dfs lineups
0: i like i know, like you reaching for the shootout stats as well i don't know about that but i'll give it to you
1: well it's a second you know it looks good on, it, it looks yeah. good on the
2: record yeah, yeah you yeah. know with his finish too he just he just cracked into the top 100 in the world he's 100th right now um i gotta say too so like being at 100th
1: we- does that crack into the 100 or yeah i think so yeah i think yeah. so okay we'll call
2: Listen, they have the top 100 on the first page, and he's on the first page. He's on the first page. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It seemed to me like watching him, um, he always seemed to be playing from the fairway. And when you get to a lot of these courses, like Torrey, that's huge. If you're in the fairway, you're already a leg up. So I don't know if that's typically his game, or if that's just what I noticed uh, this week. Um, That's, yeah, that's very advantageous, and it's somebody I would pay attention to.
0: There's something about his wraparound season. Looking back at 2019, he he got up to 69th in the world. I don't know. I don't want to. I feel like I'm gonna get suckered in. I'm gonna play him as he's kind to g- come well, back, but uh, yeah, it, the, You might have already game.
1: you might have already missed the way up. You might be on the way down now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm just saying, I don't think he's gotten any chatter so. So little little chatter for Rory Sabatini.
0: You're saying he's GameStop late on Friday afternoon or what? I've missed it. <laughs> I'm I saying, should
1: I'm yeah, no, he's GameStop last week maybe, you know, the week <laughs> yeah. before, but but <laughs> maybe not quite GameStop in terms of where it's going. Um, stock down. This is a guy, I feel like we've been talking about on the DFS end of things, Eric Van Royen um, or Frederick, whatever. We still don't know for sure what he's what he's wanting yeah. to be called out there. Um, This is, you know, so he missed the cut. He missed it, I think, by two um, similar uh, last week where, or no, sorry, last week he made and then he kind of made a mess of it. It was similar the week before at Sony. You had mentioned, and we had looked back at it, he had pulled out of the Masters with an injury, uh, and he had mentioned, I forget if it was at the Sony or if it was uh, at the American Express last week, um, but there's sort of, sounds like there's lingering chatter i'll go with again about about an injury so i don't know if it's you know maybe not he's not able to practice like he normally would or maybe it's actually affecting him out there on the course but uh, i'm typically pretty high on evr and i'm I'm just going to kind of half pump the brakes on him for a little bit here
0: yeah i feel like we're kind of uh getting on him on back to back weeks and i mean he just you gotta hope for gotta get healthy because i think and i said this last week we've seen the talent we know it's there was yeah. he a stock
1: down last week for someone?
2: <laughs> he was a stock down for me after the Sony.
1: Um, oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say, I, I looked back at last week, he wasn't anyone's stock down, but I I, I got gotcha. you.
2: No, I, and, and that was, you know, my, my point about him was more that for where he's, I I, I don't know where he's usually ranked on DV, um, DFS, but just for where he is in the world ranking, you know, I don't know how to play him. He seems to be some weeks he kind of pops a bit, but you're just as likely to get a miscut it seems like so i'm i just i was a stock down because i'm just staying away from him because i can't i feel like i have no feel for him can't right figure now figure
0: him out
1: yeah but i would say when he starts to turn it like once we start to see signs that he has it together i'm I'm gonna be plugging him in quickly on dfs early, but i'm not gonna yeah. i'm a, i'm hesitant right now
0: yeah. yeah no i think that's fair i just i just always have Eve here on the mind i don't know maybe that's why i was thinking about him last week too i don't know <laughs> Anyways, it's, Gavin, the who, <laughs> it's the Yeah, it's the pants, man. Kevin, who's moving up? Who's your stock up? So I'm going
2: to give a shout-out to my boy, Tony Finau, as my stock up. Um, talking about, like, having a feel for a guy, Tony Finau right now is playing just unbelievable golf. Mm-hmm. And, of course, people are going to want him to win more. I want him to win. But look at his last three tournaments, you know, T2, fourth place, tied 31 at the Century Tournament of Champions, but then T8. I mean, the guy, he's rock solid. Mm-hmm. He's rock solid. If you're looking for a guy to plug in to get a, like, a top 10, last year at the Waste Management, he was... I was, was going to say, t-
1: go into a course where he yeah, has...
2: He has success. Um, you know, I just... It, 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 there, there seems to be not a lot of sure things these days anywhere, and Tony being out top ten is as close as it comes yeah. to being a sure thing these days. So, who knows? You know, lost in a playoff last year at Waste Management. Maybe it's his week, maybe not. But, um, you know, you can't. For all the you know hate, I guess Tony gets for not winning. Let's just recognize how well he is playing. Um, and to to post another you know second place after. Kind of a disappointing yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunday last week, let's give him a little boost here, yeah
1: I, I think uh, like everyone's it, talking about what Tony Finau isn't doing in terms of winning, and no one's talking about what he is doing in terms of like consistently finishing high in tournaments, yeah, and, like for that reason, I think that uh, he definitely is is yeah, he's definitely yeah. worthy of a little boost here,
2: yeah um, my stock down for the week is Brooks Kepka, third straight miscut. Um, hitting it in people's shoes, you know, he, he's hey, not accuracy, like intentionally, man. like, I don't think <laughs> he was it. like that's quite so. And then he's like, I'm not, I'm not putting my hand in there. Yeah, you, 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 get. you get it. Um, no, you know, first time in his career, apparently, he's he's missed three straight he's hit it in someone's shoe. <laughs> I, I don't think that there's an injury right now i I could be wrong, but I haven't heard anything about that he He at one point earlier in the year was saying he's back to full health um so hard to really know what's going on with him but um you know, I don't know if you saw that that image of him bending his driver over his neck too but even the fact that he didn't snap that thing, I'm like, come on, Brooks, you're yeah. you're the big guy. Like, <laughs> get that. Bo thing Jackson broken. would snap that.
0: <laughs> thing. Yeah, he's Bo Jackson, <laughs> exactly.
2: I don't know. Maybe he's getting soft. I don't know. No, but uh, you know, three straight mis- miss cuts kind of speaks for itself. Where he's being priced in most things, I I just can't touch him right now with with that kind of record. Um, you know, as soon as the majors roll around, good totally turn it around i wouldn't be surprised but right now i'm not i'm not i completely
0: agree he was he was one of my picks in our dfs show on youtube uh i i kind of figured let's be early on brooks uh it's gonna be like a u.s open it's gonna be a u.s open light you know he he, come on guys he dominates here let's just take a chance let's be early and he disappointed craig i know you're smirking just give it to me Going well I was going gonna
1: say you like he was your pick and then you double down on him the next day and then the day after that you're like I'm still not like I'm still John's just waiting for like so you're gonna like go back to the well again here and be like I'm still gonna be early on him. Um yeah, I uh the thing is that that is the hardest part about it is his price just keeps getting lower on DFS. Like I didn't love him as a play on Friday, but then his price was so low like you're getting him at a price you're getting Cameron Davis at Doug Gim Gim. and you're just (laughs) like man like how can I not play this guy Um, so yeah I mean you you, as you guys know
2: I'm usually more looking at the the outrights pre-tournament and he's always he still seems to always be in the
0: top five and well and it doesn't
1: matter what his price is if he misses the cut
0: yeah exactly (laughs) yeah all Um, right what about you I, I guess that's me I guess I'm up I should pull up my notes so moving up I'm gonna go Again, I'm going back to Dubai. I, I have a sour taste in my mouth with the Farmers. I'm going back to Dubai, guys. Let's talk some Euro golf. Moving up, Brandon Stone. I talked about Bobby Mack as my second start. He came third. Obviously, Paul Casey came first. Brandon Stone finished second in Dubai. I had him as a sleeper, not on our pick show, but in a few of my lineups. I actually placed 10th in one uh, in kind of a 25 cent, 20 max entry. So that was a... Nice little pocket change return there. He was my sleeper in that lineup, but in his last seven tournaments, five top 25s, only one missed cut. Uh, with this second place finished, he's moved from 205 in the world to 110. He has been as high as 67 back in 2017. So we know kind of the talent and I mean, even going into the tournament, the stats are there. So it's nice to kind of see him at the top of a leaderboard, um, and he has been, but the, the second is just a little bit different from kind of top 25. So he's moving up, Brandon Stone. Yeah,
1: I think to me, I mean, I feel like he was one of these people who people were talking about being like a great young player. And then it just felt like kind of some years got away from him a little bit. Um, So yeah, it is nice to see him moving
0: back up. Yeah, I guess he's only 27.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, he's, he's still young. He's still got a, a career ahead of him, that's for sure. Moving down, Wilco Ninabar. Um, Ninabar. Ninabar. Ninabar, I think. Ninabar. We've yeah. struggled with this one before. Uh, I, was watch, I was watching clips again before the podcast, <laughs> and I just can't get it off my head. Ninabar. I don't know. Uh, you think, I'm sure it's
1: Ninabar. Ninabar.
0: Ninabar. Ninabar. Yeah, okay. I think I got it. Uh, he was appearing on headlines. He made headlines for late last year at the Joburg Open. He hit that 439 yard drive. Kind of shocked the golf world. Everyone's talking about this young guy that can just really push it out there. He finished second there. Uh, it was a great finish. Coming into 2021, missed two straight cuts uh, for this tournament uh, in Dubai. He finished 131st of 132 in strokes seeing t to green, losing 3.78 strokes per round. Well, that's two missed cuts in a row. This one where he was the second to last stroke seeing t to green um still 20 years i mean he's only 20 years old super talented just he's too volatile right now and I, I i rostered him last week and there's birdies and bogeys and doubles and eagles and i mean that's just kind of the golfer right now but and maybe he is that showdown play but for right now it's just kind of a pump the brakes let him kind of get some more consistency under his belt
1: yeah and i mean not just um you know, long drives. He had four straight top 25s to finish the season or finish yeah, the 2020 yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess it they actually run seasons properly. So it was to finish the season. <laughs> there. Um But yeah, two missed cuts. It makes it hard to, to, uh, to pay too much attention. I think he is like just where he's at in his career. I think he's going to be volatile. I, I wouldn't be, you know, he's the type of guy that I feel like could go from missing a cut to a top 10. Um But I, I think that's going to be the reality until he fleshes out his game. And, and that's something yeah. people just need to learn how to do. And when you're 20 years old and you can have any t- top tens out there, then you're doing pretty well. So,
0: I, I mean, he could win this year. Like, he is so, so talented. It's just, it's, it, it is really kind of roller coaster e right now. So, yeah. um, a little bit above the brakes.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, Craig. Were you about to go into it?
1: No, I was just—I was going to give a shout out to a few other euros, but uh, I feel like it's not necessarily the time or the place. <laughs> but oh, uh, let's, let's hear it. Well, I was just going to say your boy Rasmus Hoygaard had another good tournament. Uh, I think he ended up with a top ten. Uh, really nice, yeah. Uh, Sunday, really uh, nice. Sunday. Ninth or something like that. Um, but then a few people that have just been sort of playing sneaky, consistently high finishes um maybe not i you know i haven't looked at these to see exactly what they're doing but lori Cantor seems to be at getting up there in a lot of tournaments yeah. um matthias schwab had a you know he was in top 10 um oh he was my pick too so i i feel like that's maybe why i wanted to bring that one up uh um, he sure wasn't oh sorry no he was just in my lineups <laughs> <laughs> um but he he's a young he's a young talent to keep an eye on um adri arnaus uh, Arnauz, is a guy yeah. who we see up there quite a bit. He had another. T- he had a top ten himself. Uh, Takumi Kanaya. He was one. You know, Euro debut. Former number one amateur. He had. He had a bit of a, a backdoor top ten. Worked his way up there. Uh, so a great,
0: great kind of first stop. I think in the Middle East, first stop on the European tour. Great yeah. debut for. Uh, and then An-
1: Antoine. Antoine. Uh, Rosner Rosner um, who I don't know why everyone's not playing this guy every week in DFS cuz he just always seems to be near the top of his leaderboards <laughs> and he's still priced at like 7500 um So yeah that's that's all I wanted to say with those stock downs I feel like there's a a bunch of guys to keep an eye on
0: Yeah absolutely Okay let's move on Craig Okay good, moving good on Good bad and the ugly
1: Good bad and the ugly uh you know so I feel like it was too easy to go to the Patrick Reed this week, so yeah. I'm not going there. We that's been beat to death it. by everyone in the golf Move world. On. It was also CBS's first broadcast of the year, first broadcast under the new reign of the the new what is it? A president of, of golf on CBS or producer, director, producer, executive producer, the head guy. Um, yeah. So good, the bad, and the ugly. The good. I thought they did a great job with that little leaderboard. You know, they talked about it beforehand. They were going to put a little yeah. leaderboard. Oh, actually, maybe it's over here. It depends, I guess, on which way I'm going to have this up. But, um, yeah, no, like to me, it's it's not exactly... Uh, a technological breakthrough. It's just a little leaderboard <laughs> that scrolls through. So it's really low-hanging fruit to like, to throw every, them other <laughs> like every other so sport has. Every other sport so that
2: when you turn it on you can see the score. It's and just like, instead so of simple it may just of it work. Being guys. A stagnant,
1: just like sometimes they show the top three or yeah. or they scroll through alphabetically and you're like, wait, where where's his name on there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I missed it. Shoot, I gotta wait twenty minutes for it to come around again. <laughs> um no, but yeah. So it, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. Uh, good, good little thing to have out there. A lot of the time. Um, yeah. Bad. Uh, out of my, I thought I think I, I saw you tweeting or texting about this. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. today, the coverage at the start of the day today, it was just this. Maybe this is part of the reason I was so sick of this Patrick Reed thing. Is that sure. they spent what was it? Twenty minutes. It felt well, like twenty minutes. Um, yeah. Talking to everyone associated with the broadcast about their takes on it they they went triple box at one point to have three different <laughs> guys chime in they had you know it, it just it, oh and then let's go to Dottie and oh oh that how, what do you think uh yeah, it just it was too much. Uh, meanwhile, I'm like following, trying to follow five different golfers on Shotlink because I'm trying to actually sure. see what's going on in the tournament. Like, it, you know, if you want to talk about it, talk about it while you're showing golf, um, and you can have those conversations. That's We don't exactly need it. to see someone talking about this. We can be, we can be watching golf while you guys are talking about this. Um. So yeah, that was bad. Uh, I, I completely agree. It's like it's like if you have the golf
2: on and you're you're sitting in a room with someone and. The golf's playing, and you're just talking to them face to face, (laughs) not watching the golf. (laughs) You know, like that doesn't make any sense. Nobody does that.
0: It, It was just, it was weird. And like, this is probably going off on a tangent, but it just like, it also like, with the three of them side by side by side, it looked like every kind of single corporate board makeup in America or like in the world, like, Maybe this is, like, why we think golf is, like, old. Like, why well, the other thing like-
1: that, like, it totally shatters the myth of them not ha- being able to show multiple golf shots. Like, we just, you can go triple <laughs> box. We, we've seen it. Like, maybe, maybe try doing this with, with golf coverage at some point. You know, change things up a bit. Um, yeah, so, and that was the only other thing on that one. Uh, runner up to that for bad, because I got another one I'm going to for ugly. But runner up to that for bad was I tweeted out. We didn't see it. Maybe I think we might have seen a putt on 18 for Carlos Ortiz on Saturday, but he went out there and shot 66 and ended up tied for the lead. They didn't... By two,
2: two in front, right? Like him and Ray were too clear, right?
1: Yeah, so they were too clear, but he wasn't necessarily in the lead at the the time that he finished because it came back to him. But still, like he was out there torching the course. And they didn't even mention it. They did get him in for an interview after the round, but um, it was just like, I don't know, like how hard is it to throw together a two minute highlight package? Uh, show that, us what this guy did to to
0: go out there and shoot the round of the day. That's exactly it, Craig. You said it before, like the red zone. Like, how did we get here? They need mm-hmm. to just build, be able to build that really quickly here's his birdie on 14 His birdie on 16. And here we go to him live on 18. You know, this could really set him up to be in one of the final groups on Sunday. Like that shouldn't be that. Um, difficult. No, and
2: obviously you have time because it's built. It's not like it's happening like instantaneously. It takes a while to play the back nine on a golf course. You can see, <laughs> Oh, this guy's making some birdies. Like yeah. maybe we should start getting he's some highlights four under
1: now. And he's got a birdie putt. Like maybe we should pay attention to this instead of having another hang glider shot. <laughs> <laughs> But, anyways, um, I, I think the reality is, in some cases, they're trying, like they're actively trying, not to show too much and be just dis- because for the demographic they're pre- presenting this to, they don't, don't want to be uh, jumping over all over the place. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a dated, me- it, it's a mentality. There's that something doesn't, to that. Well, like, they don't for know for sure.
2: who their their demographics are anymore, though I don't. But think. But they're not trying know?
1: to build. De- like that's the problem: is that they're trying to give the product they want to the demographic they think they have, instead of trying to build a product that might bring in newer demographics. Uh, And that's just so short sighted. Um, But to me, okay. So last one here, the ugly, Ken Tackett. I just feel so bad for this guy, man. Like he's getting he's getting (laughs) absolutely pilloried by by the world. But so this is the guy who is the the PGA Tour uh, rules official who had his first day um, on broadcast television in the booth and this whole Patrick Reed Thing goes down what a first day what Jeez. a first day what a first few hours like I I actually fell asleep uh, at one point on Saturday <laughs> afternoon while I was watching golf I mean maybe because the pace was just too much I don't know but uh, <laughs> um, I don't think I caught every time they went to him I thought he did a decent job like I think he's in a no-in situation trying to defend this. Um, and, like, you know, defend the rules process. To me, it's just such a fail, though, to have, you know, like they were they were comparing it to Gene Steritory, uh, who does yeah. uh, CBS's NFL, um, you know, they throw two for rules, uh, who's a retired referee. But it's so different when you have someone who is still actively, like, part of the PGA Tour rules system. So, like, it would right. be like throwing it to the you know the guys who are working in nfl head office rules like they're not going to go out there and criticize the call on the field they're gonna they're gonna say like they're gonna back up exactly what has happened out there and so um i mean i feel bad for the guy i think he was put in a bit of a no-win situation uh but it's just i think maybe they need to scratch their heads and think about what's the best way to be kind of trying to handle these controversial situations so uh,
2: you know, one other thing about this whole thing that we haven't really touched upon yet, although it does, you know, based on all the other things we talk about, it does affect us. Is if the PGA Tour is going to be embracing uh, gambling, they have to figure this out real quick because people are not going to be on board with these kinds of things happening. That seem, you know, it seems like it seems like it's not above board.
1: Uh, if yeah. you have if you have star players out there, and you have some anonymous rules official, that has to be the person who like is is essentially going to get pushed around because and, you put and, them and in a position where either though... they have to make a, a tournament changing call or take the path of least resistance, you know, like, and,
2: but, but the thing is, is that they've had these people out there for a long time that are making tournament, potentially tournament changing calls. But now you have people watching every stroke because maybe they're playing DFS and that stroke is the, the difference between, you know, where they're, they're 100%. finishing in the money or finishing out of the money or finishing first place. And um, they're, they're embracing that now, you know, that's their, they have some broadcasts where they have the betting corner and all these other things that they're bringing into it. Well, if that's what you're going to do, you need to make sure that everything is totally above board and seems that way to the people who are watching it because you're going to lose people really quick if if they believe or there's the perception that things are being kind of tucked under the rug or or yeah. you know they're trying to back up this guy who has a history of of, you know, these kind of shady questionable yeah yeah. questionable things and and it seems as though they're giving them another break and you know it's just not going to sit well with people it really isn't and and you know i even read a headline and it's funny because it was was on the golf channel and a a headline about how there was a sports book giving refunds because of that and then i I couldn't i couldn't click through the link i don't know why the link was broken but i couldn't get through it so Anyways, it's just another aspect of this whole thing that they're going to have to figure out and figure out their stance on.
0: Kevin, I completely agree. I mean, I think all three of us, we kind of, we kind of bet with money we are completely fine losing. But that's not always the reality with people gambling. And I, I think that's what it should be. You can always bet what you're prepared to lose. But they also unveiled a live odds on the PGA Tour website on their leaderboard this week. So like they're in this weird they're like 1 foot in, 1 foot out and I completely agree like it needs to be completely above board and 100% kind of clarity to the issues. I also think that does also bring back which I've mentioned in the earlier pod an injury report, but that's yeah. a that's another issue, but you you're you're embracing gambling but it, yeah, it just seems a little bit early and questionable right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I it, to me it it like and this is what I I had been mentioning earlier like to me the bigger problem is not Patrick Reed uh it's more the rules of golf that give all of this um benefit of the doubt by their very nature and it's it's set up as this. Oh, well like we couldn't even fathom the idea of someone abusing this rule system. Yeah. Well, like no, like you know, we don't have we don't have Tom Brady deciding whether he tucked the ball or he was, you know, whether it was a fumble or <laughs> an incompletion, like, no, the rule, the officials come in and make that call, whether they get it right or not, it doesn't matter, you know, but um, it's just, it's a little bit antiquated um, to, to be thinking that uh, these guys who, you know, maybe when it was, they were playing for tens of dollars, but they're, they're out there playing for millions of dollars. Like, yeah, you can't, Make it so if the idea of the rules are to protect the field, then you need to have systems in place so that one person, by just pushing the rules as far as they potentially are able to, like that's not protecting the field. Um, Yeah.
0: It's a beautiful game. We love the game. Like it's just there's so many good things. It's a majestic game, but it can also like move into the 21st century a little bit. We can we can change things without ruining kind of the history of the game. We can But that's what I mean. Like that doesn't take away from all that. You know? Totally. Like, I was reading this book about Tom Morris with you
1: know the the game professional golf started around people betting, you know, like that's yeah. how all of this started. And it's and, not letters like... would like would like like
2: back guys to go to the
1: tournament so they yeah, could bet like, on them.
2: Exactly. <laughs> they would pay their way there so they could gamble. And then on them.
1: all of the parties agreed on like who would do, who would solve the disputes if there was disputes about it. So like to, it's just such like cloying bullshit to me to say that like oh like it takes away from the integrity of the game if we're gonna have like you know not trust people to call penalties on them you know all of this yeah. type of stuff. So it, it's to me it that's never that was never part of right golf. It's just this myth that that's what golf is about.
2: Um, That might be what golf's about when, you know, you and your buddies are out on the weekend playing, but you know, that nobody's going to be watching every move you make. And and everyone has
1: that buddy that they're going to watch a little bit closer because they (laughs) know that there's no way he found that ball over there. You (laughs) know,
2: (laughs) exactly. We all know there's a, yeah, there's a pretty good picture of, uh, of, uh, Daniel Berger played in a group with Reed at one point. Yeah. He's like hands on hips, looking, like looking at everyone. Just looking they're like, "We need Daniel Berger with Reed every every round."
0: I'm cool signing your scorecard, man. I gotta see what's going on over here. That's a great photo. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna cool. save that one and have that handy at all times.
1: Okay, I feel like I feel like I'm done ranting about rules. So. That
0: was a good rant. That I think that's gonna. We haven't put her to bed. I think that rant's going to come up in other, other future podcasts. Okay, Kev, over to you. A little bit different this week.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's not a lot of other, uh, other golf happening on the other tours. LPGA and Champions Tour are both taking a break this week. Um, so I thought we'd give a shout-out to one of our listeners, uh, Tommy Mo Money. He gave us a podcast review there. He says, absolutely love this podcast. The boys are down to earth and know their golf. Whether you like to throw some money down or just love following pro golf like himself, this pod is everything you need. Well, Tommy Mo Money, you are everything we need, buddy. That, uh, <laughs> that's what we like to hear. Um, I'm glad you're getting something out of it. We, we certainly enjoy having these discussions
0: with each other. So um, nice, to, like- nice to know that other people are enjoying it too. Sounds like Tommy Mo Money hasn't been losing money on his golf bets recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not throwing down money, and so he's, he's got more Money, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, No, I like it. Make sure to leave a review. Um, We love to see them. We love to read them, and we'll read them on air if uh, we really enjoy them. So read them and uh, write the podcast as well. Upcoming this week, guys, we have the Waste Management Phoenix open, as we kind of talked about earlier. We got Rory in there for the first time, JT, Rom uh ASU alumni. Uh any thought any quick thoughts there? Uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um I think fans it's, four to six thousand I want to say I heard. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's gonna be a different look fans. waste management, obviously, yeah, yeah. than most years. But um yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. The course I think is is exciting uh down the stretch. I think there's there's some seventeen uh, is driving th- I wanna say sixteen is the par five um, with water, 16 is a par
0: three.
2: Oh, that's right. Sorry. 15 is a part five with water, 16 is a part three, 17, I think is a drivable four. Yeah. With uh, water kind four. of
0: left and long. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: so, you know, definitely a chance for some fireworks. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, like you say, Rory and Rory, JT and Rom are all there.
1: Um, it's going to be a class. great field. Big. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward. Well, apparently to it. the Monday qualifier, list looks like yeah. it could be a pga tour event
0: including malnati i think is grinding it on monday again
1: that's really? crazy well and he yeah. had a, <laughs> another top 20 this week yeah i know
2: Man. so i think i think uh, tpc scottsdale is actually the home course for some guys too some yeah guys out on tour so um you know we'll have to do a little research into that and see if uh the home game factor is going to play a, a role and some of our stakes this week.
0: I got some ideas. I got some ideas.
2: Yeah, I do too. I do
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> I got one nothing. Desert. I'm just
1: going to nod along. <laughs>
0: okay, one desert to another. Saudi International. Speaking of stars, we got DJ, Bryson, Hatton, Reed, Halvin, Fleetwood, Finau. Stacked. Stacked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I should just <laughs> note here. I, can't I, I got, I, this, I got uh, a note
1: here that like in, in the show notes here, we've got Reed in brackets next to it is barf. So... <laughs> I, I so, guess so, the true sorry. the true feelings are coming through.
2: This is this is uh, next week. The yeah. Saudi International. So Sofina's not playing in the waste management. He's
1: he's going over to Saudi. I think that's right. Oh, Cuz okay. Hovland and Finau, I saw that they they committed at the same point last fall. Okay. So. Um, huh, I didn't know that. There goes your one and done pick.
2: <laughs> no, I've already wasted him on the one oh. and done. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: um yeah well they get huge appearance fees to go over and play in saudi arabia so it's like a three million dollar purse or something around there but like a lot of these guys will make a million and a half just to show up so right right it's a good way to
0: it's it's a
1: good way to yeah guarantee some money for the year
0: even kevin na is going over there and honestly
1: i'm not i'm not saying that in any way to be disparaging like i i you know props to them um uh, yeah, I think, I'll go.
0: I'll go call some golf over there if they want me there. I'll be there.
1: I mean, maybe maybe I would be more willing. I think to go to UAE than than Saudi Arabia in the last couple of years. Um, but uh, I know a couple of years ago it was very controversial because it was right after, um, you know, I can't even remember his name. Yeah, Khashoggi yeah. was murdered and a uh, bunch of a yeah. bunch of controversies. But
0: third year of the event, I think, with DJ winning one, but uh unless there's anything else guys i think that's uh i think that's the podcast we didn't spend too much time on reed uh thank you everybody for watching go over to our youtube channel subscribe there that's where we drop some of our podcast nuggets and then all of our dfs and other videos um and review the podcast and yeah thank you for listening yeah Yeah, take take care care everybody see you guys we'll see you next
1: time